A TikToker's failed sex fetish stunt requires fire department rescue. A lobster diver is swallowed whole by a humpback whale. And a woman missing from her family since 2010 was found living right next door. These are the weird stories for Monday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian inside a closet. I'm Jonesy. Hope you had a nice weekend. I'm glad you're here. A woman who got stuck in a chair while making a fetish video had to be freed with the jaws of life. A woman who got stuck in a folding chair had to be freed by the fire department using the jaws of life said that the entire ordeal started with her making stuck fetish content. Yeah, have you heard of stuck fetish content? I guess people enjoy videos of people being stuck. Here's a quote from her. I've done dozens of videos. I've had times before where I've panicked and thought that I couldn't get out of something, but I've always pushed myself through it no matter how bad it hurts. Oh, great. It hurts sometimes, too. I've had to, un- I've had to unscrew things before, but I've never actually been entirely stuck like that. Like that. It was just honestly really scary. I wasn't sure I was going to survive. Who is this moron? Joe, who lives in Ann Arbor, Michigan, made an appeal on TikTok for advice after getting trapped between a black folding chair. I got some advice for you, Joe. How about you don't stuck yourself in chairs while you're all alone at home? (laughs) How about that? I don't think there's enough money in the world for you to be doing this. I generally pick areas that I'm pretty sure I can get out of. And I saw the chair and I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure I'll be able to get out of that. It's going to be a tight squeeze, but I'm positive I can get out of that chair. Oh, it's nice to know that you have a scientific approach, Joe. You're real brilliant. And, and what's, what sort of people are being influenced by this? We have kids watching this and they're going to try and get stuck in chairs too. <laughs> this stuck fetish. I don't understand it at all. People... I've been stuck in chairs before. I didn't realize I was into something. I had no idea. I've had my head stuck in a railing as a child. Is that a fetish? Wow, is everything a fetish? I need to know. Because maybe I'm engaged in things I'm not, I'm not quite aware. Maybe I'm part of some community. I, just, I wasn't aware that I was a member. Joe says she, she was about 30 minutes into making the video when she realized she couldn't free herself. That's when I stopped recording. I kind of panicked and I went on TikTok Live. Whew. I love how you stopped recording and then you thought, I'll go on TikTok Live. Is that how, how you got help? The 27-year-old shared that she had been creating content for the fetish community for almost 10 years and had grown a following for her stuck clips in particular. Stuck clips? What is this stuff? Does this really get people excited? Oh, yeah, she's got her ankle in a bear trap. Oh. <laughs> I don't understand it. She said her fans pay her $2 a minute. $2 a minute? This video's a half an hour. She's making lots of money being stuck in chairs. Oh, guys, I'm doing the wrong thing here, recording a podcast in a closet. This is just, I need to get stuck in some furniture. <laughs> I just can't believe what people pay for. I'm, I'm telling people, please, please join my Patreon for $2 a month. This, this lady's making $2 a minute being a dumbass with her ankle caught in a folding chair. Uh, so she, she says fans pay $2 a minute to watch creators like herself. Creators should be in quotes, uh, place her, themselves in compromising positions and then get free. Yeah. It's like Harry Houdini, right? Typically they want to see you get stuck in something and then actually struggle to get out of it. Not like not fake it. All right. You can't be faking it. They want to see the real deal. You know, Oh, they saw the real deal. All right. You having to get the jaws of life to get you out of this stupid. They want to see the real deal. They want to see you get unstuck at the end, though. They don't want to see you permanently stuck. That was the problem I had that day. (laughs) 
Yeah, so on this occasion, Joe found herself completely unable to break free. And on the advice of her TikTok audience, she made a call to the fire department. Oh, you needed them to tell you to call the fire department? Guys, what do I do? I love how people go to their TikTok before they go to actual emergency services in this world. I mean, the levels of stupidity here in this story with this woman. The TikTok clip, which now has been viewed more than 7 million times, shows the firefighters arriving at her house. After failing to free her with bolt cutters, they changed the tactics and bring in the jaws of life. If you don't know what the jaws of life is, guys, that's what, that's what they use to free you from a vehicle after a deadly car crash. <laughs> Brought the jaws of life into her living room. Here's some more quotes from Joe. I was like freaking out when it was behind my back, that jaws of life. And I was like, I was listening to it because I could feel like the metal vibrating like on my bones and stuff. And I was just praying to God that I just wasn't going to get like severed by those jaws. Following a successful rescue, Joe was able to step out of what remained of the chair and was particularly grateful to the emergency workers. They were super calm and cool and nice, and they even asked me if I wanted to hold it and, like, to try it out after, but I declined. Hold what? The Jaws of Life? They actually asked, you want to hold the Jaws of Life? Hey, maybe this is a new fetish video for you, honey. Get yourself in the Jaws of Life. Get stuck in the Jaws of Life. People want to see what you do with that Jaws of Life. Now, like everyone else, the... Firefighters were curious as to how Joe managed to get herself stuck in that folding chair like that. I just told them it was for a school project because I happened to live on a college campus, so they believed it. I definitely didn't feel like explaining the whole stuck fetish to the fire department, you know. I was kind of in panic mode already. (laughs) As the latest unintentional viral star, Joe has been shocked by the reactions, but also humbled by the support of creators from her community. It really blows my mind. I've had so many people from the stuck fetish community reach out to me. The stuck fetish community? Are you guys okay or what? Stuck fetish community. They appreciate how dedicated I am to my work. So, yeah, that you nearly died. That's how dedicated you are to your work. You nearly died. This is like... Maybe rethink your life, maybe? And if you're into this stuck stuff, guys, just... Make sure someone's at home with you when you do this. Don't do it alone. What if this was Alaska where there's no people? You're going to be there for four days before someone actually hears you screaming in your folding chair, you dummy. A lobster diver was swallowed by a humpback whale off the coast of Massachusetts. Oh, and this gives me an opportunity to break out my Boston accent. Many of you sent me this article, by the way. Thank you. Provincetown. On Friday morning, a veteran lobster diver named Michael Packard entered the water for his second dive of the day. Licensed commercial lobster divers literally pluck lobsters off the sandy bottom of the sea. And as Packard, age 56, dove down Friday morning, he saw schools of stripers swimming by. Other ocean creatures. About 10 feet from the bottom, Packard suddenly knew what it truly felt like, though, to be part of the seafood food chain. In truly something biblical, Packard was swallowed, swallowed whole by a humpback whale. Here's a quote from Packard. All of a sudden, I felt this huge shove. And, you know, next thing I knew, it was completely black. Yeah, I could sense it. I was moving. I, I could feel the, the, the whale was squeezing with its muscles in his mouth. Yeah, that's what I felt. I was completely inside. It was completely black. I, I thought I was inside a great white shark, but I didn't feel any teeth. Right. So uh, I thought to myself, well, I must be in a whale, but, you know, there's no way I'm getting out of here. I'm done. I'm dead. That's all I could think of was I'm done. 
All I could think of was, was my boys, really. They're 12 and 15 years old. I thought of my kids. Outfitted with scuba gear, he struggled. And the whale began shaking its head so that Packard could tell. The whale didn't enjoy his movements. He estimated he was in the whale for about 30 to 40 seconds before the whale finally surfaced. Oh, I saw the light for sure. He started throwing his head side to side, and the next thing I knew, I was outside in the water. After the whale flung Packard back into the sea, a local fishing crew picked him up, brought him ashore, and he was taken to the Cape Cod Hospital. His sister was quoted as saying, Oh, thank God it wasn't a white shark. Those white sharks. He sees them all the time out there. He told me he sees those white sharks. He must have thought he was done for, for sure. The director went on to describe what could have possibly happened. The director suspects this was a juvenile feeding on sand lance at the time that uh, Mr. Packard was swallowed. When a humpback whale opens its mouth to feed, it billows out like a parachute, blocking the animal's forward vision, which is why so many of these whales become entangled in fishing gear in their mouth and their jaws. Even so, incidents of feeding humpbacks, injuring swimmers and divers, especially instances of swallowing them, are so exceedingly rare as to be nearly non-existent, they say. The esophagus on the non-toothed whales is too small to actually swallow a human, but they could wrap their mouth around a large object and then spit it out. Uh, unlike toothed whales such as orcas, baleen whales that filter out small schooling fish do not explore or cause injuries with their mouths. They generally use their tail to fight back. It is not something I have heard happening before. So many things would have had to happen to end up in the path of a feeding whale. I don't know how it happened to me, but I'm just lucky to be alive right now is really what's happening. I'm just hoping the Sox can continue this winning streak that they're on right now. And, you know, I'm just very concerned about the, the Celtics offseason. The Celtics, they, know they got rid of their coach. Brad Stevens moved up to the general manager position. I'm wondering what they're going to do for a coach this year. These are the things that I'm concerned about. Not so much whales swallowing me. Uh, I care about my kids and I care about Boston sports, really, is what's going on here. Go Sox! Go Sox! A woman missing from her family since 2010 has been found secretly living with her lover right next door. Yeah, right next door for 10 years. Couldn't find her. A strange series of events recently unraveled an 11-year-old mystery. A lady in India reported missing in 2010 was discovered to have been secretly living with her romantic companion right next door to her family's home for a decade. <laughs> you don't sniff this person. Right next door for a decade. She doesn't go get the newspaper out front. You don't catch a glimpse. Nothing. You don't speak to your neighbors ever. The woman referred to only as Sajitha disappeared from her village in the state of Kerala when she was 18 years old. Over a decade later, her family abandoned all hope that she might ever be found. Yes, I would have too. Would have never thought she was right next door. It says here, when the man she ran off with was recently reported missing by his own family, a domino effect of discoveries led back to Sajitha. Let's cut back to February 2010. Sajitha reportedly left her home and walked to the home of Alinchuvatel Raman's house, which is 500 meters away. That's the neighbor. There, she spent a decade living in a spare single room without the knowledge of Raman's other family members even, with whom he shared the home. Ah, she lives 10 years in a house and the family doesn't know she's in there? I don't buy any of this shit. According to his brother Bashir, Raman was intensely secretive about his spare room. You mean his prison? It sounds like she was a prisoner for 10 years. 
He reportedly kept it locked and refused entry to anyone but himself. And because of his alleged bad temper, Rahman's parents didn't push the issue any further and instead allowed his odd behavior to continue. I don't believe that they didn't know that she was in their own home. I refuse to believe that. I don't care what this article says. You don't have someone in your house for a decade and you don't know about it. That's impossible. Eventually, they're going to make noises. Eventually, they're gonna, their body makes noises. You can't control your body's noises. How? Sometimes, it, it says here that the man behaved like a mentally deranged person and would get violent when anyone tried to get inside his room. He would even take his food inside to eat. During the day, as everyone was at work, Raman and Sajitha would have the house to themselves. Yet no one stayed home for a day, sick, nothing. Meanwhile, police looked fervently for her at the time of her disappearance. She reportedly didn't even have a cell phone. This is just out of control. And there was no reason for authorities to suspect that she might have been with the then 24-year-old Raman right next door. The couple's secrecy regarding their relationship stemmed from their different religious backgrounds. They reportedly feared the response they would receive if they were to take their relationship public. Oh, but she agreed to be a prisoner for 10 years? That was a better plan for her? She's like, we can't tell anybody. Oh, how do we solve this problem? Well, how do you feel like living in a dirt hole in my bedroom? <laughs> I'll put boards on top of you. You can come out at night. Throughout the years, Sajitha occupied herself by watching a small television with headphones. Because the room was not equipped with a bathroom, she would go through the windows, the room's window at night to relieve herself. Come on, really? She would go through the window to pee herself and relieve herself at night? Even number two through a window? This is ridiculous. This family knew all about it. They had a, This is a prisoner situation and no one's admitting it. Clearly. I'm going to skip a bunch of details because I don't believe that this is entirely truthful. Uh, it says here, the police brought the couple in front of a court where Raman explained that he he hid Sajitha for all those years out of fear that his family would not accept her. However, there is still no answer as to why Sajitha chose to stay in the small room for so many years. Because she's a prisoner! Hello! No one would volunteer to do this for a decade. Like, she's being held against her will. Are you guys okay? I mean, come on. It doesn't take a... Like a Magnum P.I. to figure this out. Did I just do a Magnum P.I. reference? Wow, Jones, are you are you okay? Thank you once again, my loyal listeners, for joining me for another episode of Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast. I appreciate it. Hope you had a nice weekend. Uh, I left you some stories on Friday that were from Florida. Most of them, there was one that wasn't. Just wondering if you guys had... Um, made a little guess on that just a fun little thing i thought i would try because uh, one of those stories was not from florida although it seemed florida like that's why i included it i'm like this seems like a florida story how is this not a florida story uh, i want to give thanks to someone who left me a nice message on youtube from far away i have a listener from africa i got a few actually um uh, moelwa moelwa I hope I said it right. Moewa wrote, uh, Jonesy, you make me realize just how crazy white people are. All the way from Zambia, Africa. Moewa. <laughs> I think this is the best message ever. <sighs> yes, yes, white people are crazy. You, you nailed it. Moewa, I mean, you know, and we could probably just generalize even further and say that just Americans are crazy because a lot of these stories come out of America. And of course, Moella, if uh, I assume you've listened to Florida Fridays, and that's just that behavior is just nuts, right? So um, clearly, 
Florida is a uh, is pretty damn crazy. Um, is it kind of fascinating that I'm introducing the world to the nutty behavior in Florida? Like somebody in Zambia, Africa is like, "Have you heard of this place called Florida? They have a." <laughs> it seems like the end of the world is happening there. I'm not sure. I don't recommend going there. <laughs> uh, I'm so excited to have listeners in other parts of the world. Maybe I'll go to Africa someday. Moella, do you have do you have a couch I could crash on? I want to. I never thought I could be ever go to Zambia, but why not? This podcast could open up a world of opportunities for me that I never foresaw. Uh, so uh, thanks again, Moella, for uh, for listening and writing me that lovely comment. I just love to hear hear from people that are living far away from me. Um, you guys can call the show or drop me a message by. Uh, Using I well I have a phone number six four six four five zero twenty twelve I have an email address funnyjones at gmail dot com uh, and then you can follow me on the Instagram at funnyjones which is that that's oh hey, oh oh you wanted to know my Twitter handle oh it's at funnyjones as well pretty easy to remember uh, thanks again I hope I'm starting off your week on a on a nice humorous note and um, I guess we'll see you tomorrow what else no that's it. <laughs>